This is Harry Murray in Murray's Slash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. A lot of the anglers are getting interested in doing some trout fishing right now, even though the streams are cold and in some cases the trout are very lethargic. So let's talk about how we can go about this early season nymph, uh, trout fishing. Basically, I like to go to nymphs. I'm going to use nymphs that match the natural insects that are in the stream. When I've been teaching this through the years to my classes, they seem to understand best when we separate the tactics that we use on the small stream from those that we'd use on the large streams. So let's look at the small streams first. and. Examples of these small streams would be Mill Creek, uh, North Creek, Passage Creek. Those are all really very good uh, small streams and the fishing is good in them. The, the width of these streams, and that's part of my criteria here, is that these streams are less than 30 feet wide. Because of the wary nature of these trout, the best tactic is to fish upstream, wade upstream, and fish upstream. Because we're just not going to scare them as quickly as if we'd wade downstream. So the method that I like, and the one that I teach in the class that we do over in these small streams, is the upstream dead drift nymphing. Now, the demanding thing on upstream dead drift nymphing, now that, what that means is I'm enabling my nymph to drift back downstream just as if it was a real nymph cut loose from the stream bottom. So that's upstream dead drift nymphing. To help me see these strikes, which I go to the 9-foot 4X Murray's Trout Nymph Leader. Now the nice thing about this, I built two of these tube indicators into that leader and they're spaced along the line. I can see those on top of the water, I can see them underwater. So upstream dead drift nymphing and I'm relying on those indicators in the trout nymph nymph leader to let me see those strikes. The indicators are really sort of the backbone of the whole thing. However, the great big indicators that are so terribly popular now float like a cork and they keep your nymph from getting down deeply. So experiment back and forth and see what you like. Now my favorite nymphs for these small streams are the Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph in about a size 12 and 14, the Murray's caddis larva in a 14 and 16, beadhead hare's ear nymph in a 12 and a 14, the Adams nymph in a 14 and 16, and the Murray's dark stone fly nymph in a 12 and a 14. Those cover a lot of the natural nymphs that live in that type water and they are all very effective. Alright, let's leave those smaller streams and go to the larger streams. Basically these are streams that I'd say are, are wider than 30 feet. So that, that's part of the classification here. Now good large streams that we have are the Big Stony Creek west of Edinburgh 
uh, bull pasture is a dandy. Hidden Valley of the Jackson is just a wonderful stream. But those are what I would call our large streams. Now, you can still use these upstream dead drift nymphs in there if that's what you so desire. You're a little bit restricted that, but they're still effective. And those nymphs I just mentioned are still effective in those bigger streams. But let's go to the technique that I personally use and the one that I teach in the, in the bigger schools. The technique that Charlie Brooks taught me on the Madison River many years ago that I refer to as swing nymphing is very effective on these large streams. It's very easy to master. It's, for a beginner, it's easier to learn swing nymphing than it is the upstream dead drift nymphing because with the swing nymphing method, you're going to feel the strike, and that's a much easier requirement than trying to see it on the indicator system. So swing nymphing, we're going upstream, and we're going to feel that strike. Plus, with this method, it'll let you get your fly deeper than anything you can do. Because with a floating line, we're somewhat restricted. But swing nymphing will get it right down on the bottom. And we're going to feel that strike. All right, now how's the good... We're going to fish this thing now. I cast up and across stream 20 feet at a 45-degree angle. The nymph is first allowed to sink deeply. I'm not picking it up or anything. I'm just letting it sink deeply, real, real deeply. And then once it gets down to the stream bottom, I pick up that slack with my line hand. The rod is elevated to a 45-degree angle out over the stream. And by swinging the rod downstream ahead of the drifting nymph, I lead that nymph right along the stream bottom where these trout are holding. This enables me to real quickly detect the trout strike and zap, I can hook him right on the spot. So this is really an easier technique for a beginner to learn. It's very effective in these big streams. I mean, we were using it on the Madison. That's where Waterman, that's where uh, Charlie Brooks taught me to use it. Now, on so th by that technique I've just used on successive casts, I'm going to make that cast about two to three feet longer, still up and across at a 45 degree angle. But the cast is going to be about two or three feet longer, and I'm going to let that sink down to the bottom, and then swing it downstream right the strike will often come right beside me on this that is very very effective and you can cover the water easily out to about 40 feet further out than that is probably going to be a little too hard to handle if you see good water we'll say 60 or 70 feet out across the hidden valley of the jackson just simply walk over and wait over in that area and try it over in there. Uh, now, in the swing nymphing method, you can t fish a two-rig, two-fly rig combination. Very, very effective. Now, in real fast water, I often go to 
a two-fly combination with a heavier fly on the bottom to help me get it down. Now, all right, I'm still going up and across, swing nymphing, putting a heavy fly on the bottom, still using my uh, Murray's Trout Nymph Leader with those uh, indicators on there. Good example of some of these big flies that I use are the Skunk Roadkill, uh, Olive Strength in about a size 8, both those in a size 8, Casual Dress Nymph in a 6, uh, Olive Murray's Olive Crayfish in a 10 is very, very effective. By using a 12-foot strand of tippet material on the blood knot above the tippet strand, I am able to put a smaller nymph up there. Sometimes by putting a smaller nymph up above, you're really cheating a little bit because it, it's, the, the trout will take that sometime even quicker than you will they will that big nymph. The big nymph is going to get it down there. But these smaller nymphs are really very tricky. I often use an olive paragon in about a size 16, a zebra nymph in a 16, or Mr. Rapidan olive soft tackle in a 16, or the Mr. Rapidan brown soft tackle in a 16. Now, all of these techniques that I'm talking about today in the small stream and the large streams are very effective at this time of the year when the water is real cold because you're putting the fly right smack dab in front of them. However, I do not want to dissuade you from using these nymphing techniques throughout the season because they are highly effective. If you have any questions on any of this, ring me at the fly shop at Edinburgh and we'll discuss them. I'll show you the flies we're using help you discuss what we're doing, show you some of the streams that all these are effective. So just stay in touch with us, but don't overlook these techniques that will really help you enjoy the trout fishing during the winter months. This is Harry Murray. Thank you so much for being with us.